What's good, people? His last name good. I just straight out the damn podcast. Um, sorry if my voice sound kind of crazy, but um, I don't. I, I got something going on here. I think I'm. I think I'm getting sick. But uh, nevertheless, we're here. New episode this week. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you guys, I, I told you that we were going to have a special episode. And so uh, that special episode is here. But before I get into that, I wanted to make sure I uh, let you guys know about the good folks um, over at Mass Music. Uh, the Epic Party Music Show is going on January 17th here in Atlanta at the Music Room. And look, it's hosted by DJ Princess Cut. Um, we got the homie Mass in the building, Lucky Left, Marble Mansion, Jack Prez. Uh, Smooth, Sean, DJ Kansas City Cash, DJ Heartbreak, DJ One Nate. It's going to be a live show, man, live and direct. So, look, all you got to do, pull up. If you really want to show support of the Straight Out the Damn podcast, pull up um, at the Epic Party Music Show on January 17th. Uh, that's on a Wednesday night, man. The tickets are only $10 in advance. And guess what? They're giving away prizes. Um, and, and from what I'm hearing, it's going to be uh, some top shelf. Uh, a bottle is going to be given out and amongst some other things. So, look, pull up. Um, I'll have the link in our show notes uh, there for you to click on that link and buy the tickets early. You can also wait to go to the door. That's cool, too. But if you buy the tickets early, you're going to save a little money. So uh, show your support of the podcast by dropping by the Epic Party Music Show. Wednesday, January 17th. So, um, back to to this week's episode. So, a couple of weeks ago, like I said, I, I was telling you guys about what was going on. And, um, you know, it's the beauty of being able to travel and being mobile. But it's also the beauty of not losing an episode. So, um, I'll set the scene for you. Back in 2015, I took a trip to Chicago. Uh, my wife and I, we took uh, just, you know, our yearly vacation. And we actually love Chicago. But while we was there, I had the opportunity to interview Vic Spencer. Um, now, at the time, uh, Vic Spencer was, um, it was right in the, the midst of the, him battling. Um, and now I'm forgetting the guy's name. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And, and this is no shots. Uh, Water, Waters, um, Mick Jenkins. Sorry about that, Mick. Uh and so it was right in the midst of that. And uh, there was a lot of things going on in Chicago at the time. And uh, we actually met on the south side at Hyde Park Records. And so I found that interview. I had lost it. Um, it was on a drive that I, uh, I don't want to relive those memories. But let's just say it was on the drive that I didn't have access to. And I finally got access back to those drives. And um, I found the interview. Now, uh, just a disclaimer. The interview did take place in the record store. So you're going to hear music in the background. You're going to hear some people. Uh, we didn't have a quiet location to really uh, record the interview. But the audio, you, you will be able to hear everything from us. But there is going to be some background noise that's going on. So just to give you a heads up on that. But nevertheless, it's a great episode. Uh, it was a great conversation with me and Vic. And I had been following his music journey for a while. And it was dope that we actually met in a staple of south side of chicago to record this interview so um here it is you know uh we'll, we'll go ahead and, and play it right now hopefully you guys enjoy it shout out to vic spencer um and like i said he explained a lot of things on this episode and it was like it was three years ago almost so um you guys enjoy if you have any questions feel free to hit us up 404-900-2876 um very 
uh, dope questions that's been coming through the, the pipeline there. So you can continue uh, to send us those questions. We'll greatly appreciate them. But other than that, enjoy the episode with Vic Spencer. Yo, this is Vic Spencer, and I'm rocking with StraightOutTheDan.com. I'm a nigga. Ooh. <laughs> Just, um, I just kind of go from there. So, uh, just real quick, man, state your name for the people. Vic Spencer, hail from Chicago. You know what I mean? Eastside. So, like, man, I first, I'm trying to think, when I first kept playing your music, man, maybe like two or three years ago, something like that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Something like when we first started the site. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, right now, we live. Where we at? Tell the people where we at. Right we now. at. Uh, we are in the High Park neighborhood. High Park Records, uh, record store that's been around for years, man. Since I was a shorty, I like to come in here and collect CDs and look at records. You know what I mean? So you know, crate digging. Definitely, definitely. So like how, your journey to um, hip hop, man. Where did it first start for you? When I first realized that I can re- I can use two radios to record, man, I, once I once I knew I could do that, man, I was like, man, I, maybe this can consume my time. And, and and seeing the fact that I had uh, peers that wasn't doing nothing and they seen me do something and they was always in my room when I was recording, so that made me feel like I had some type of leader mechanism. And you know, I just ran with it. That was the drive, you know. Uh, always wanting to sharpen that blade you know so that's that's that that's that walk knowing that i can do that you know it has helped me want to continue to keep doing it you remember your um earliest memory of hip-hop man that's still relevant to me red man seeing red man on tv man that blew me away man i i really thought that i could be a rapper at that point like you know, I was always listening to like West Coast rap and a lot of Midwest rap because of my brother, you know, solely like MC Breed, MC8, DJ Quick, like anybody that had those abbreviations in front of their names, that was what my brother would listen to. But then I found like my own identity when I found out there's a red man exists and he was on TV. You know, it was like, you know, something that I could easily grasp onto, you know, funny guy witty guy, you know, so it was easy to, you know, connect with. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, you remember the first record you recorded, man? Man, Joe, I got like 1,100 records. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a freestyle. Not as far as in the studio, um, it was this joint called Stay Strong with um with my guy free and we was part of a group called uh Ulick voices and you know basically we was out in joliet the first time ever in a professional studio and we had to show and prove and i still got the record to this day and you know it's one of those um i think i was whack or something i was whack back then <laughs> but the fact that i had a chance to record and um you know, really speak my feelings was a good opportunity. So, you know, I, that was my first joint. Uh, Hold on, my people stay strong. So I think it's called My People. Yeah, see, I made so many records. <laughs> yeah, after that, I started going frequently. 
So it's like, man, being from Chicago and, you know, facing everything that, you know, that the world think of Chicago, like, how, how much of that is, like, influencing the music? The Chicago streets in general? Yeah. Um, it's it just so, it's so much going on. You just have, that's, this just describes who I am as an artist. Like, when you listen to a Vic Spencer record, you find a lot of stuff going on in the record. And you know, because it's more to learn about the city. It's a big city, but everybody knows everybody. It's one of those kind of ordeals, you know. So I just kind of stay I'm more of the simple Chicago, you know what I'm saying? The simple, smooth um, cafe with the mocha uh, Chicago. You know, I speak from that aspect. And also from the gutter, the, the Thames and the baggy pants and the and the, uh, and the spray painting and the big headphones and the triple fat gooses. You know, that's the that's what I like to represent, that old culture from the 90s. You know, try to uh, cultivate a sound around that. Um, listening to a lot of ECL, listening to a lot of uh, Triple Darkness, a lot of old school Twister. So a lot of different Chicago artists from the 90s that came and did their thing with no restrictions. They was adding to what was going on. So, you know, that's, that's what I kind of follow and then kind of blend in my own thing to create what I like to call old fart luggage. That's the genre, you know? Old fart luggage is, the, is all of the music that I've ever, ever heard in my life. And since I'm an old guy, you know, they like to call me the old fart. So, you know, I try to add that on to it, the old fart luggage, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> OFL for life. <laughs> So how do you use that, like that, um, you said they call you the old guy, like how do you use that to your advantage? Everything, everything that's, it's always the negative things that throws me into a positive notion, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, whenever somebody says something in a negative way, I always try to find something positive out of it. Like, for example, um, I grew up in the DCFS system and I was ward of the state. And throughout that whole process, I was living with my auntie and, you know, she was into, you know, doing her own thing and she had to make some decisions into where me and my sister uh, was had to be in group homes. But before that, it was something that was called a 14-day notice. And that's when DCFS has 14 days to remove uh, a kid out of anybody's home. So that's what was set up for me and, and my sister. So, you know, 14 days came by and then I seen I was in the group home and I was trying to figure out a way, how could I use that to my advantage? And that's what my publishing is now, 14 day notice publishing. So now, you know, it just reflect on like different things that happened at that time, but also at that time, I, that's when I first started writing. So it just makes sense when I learned about 14-day notice to, you know, and I started writing, it coincided with each other. So when it was time for me to think about ASCAP and publishing and stuff, I, that came, but it was instantly something to use, you know what I'm saying? So that that's kind of like the same thing with the old fart thing. The old fart, somebody just called me an old fart on Twitter because 
I was uh, bashing out all the young rappers, you know what I'm saying? Like all the young rappers that didn't show loyalty to me when I started in the game, bringing, bringing them up. And now that they successful, they don't reach back out as they supposed to, like not in a way like they owe me something, but it's like more like, man, you know, I would never do you like that type, you know what I'm saying? So when I started doing that, being rebellious towards everything, the old fart, started to come up out of a lot of people's mouths, so I started like, hey man, maybe I can capitalize off this. Old Fark. Yeah, I'll be Dick Spencer the Old Fark. It's another personality. It's another it's another way of uh, putting the music out. You know what I'm saying? I, I look, I'm old, but I don't look it. So it, it's just like, a, it, you can go so many ways with it. So I, I thank the old guys for <laughs> I thanks my auntie for that. You know what I'm saying? So now I got something that's, you know, that's that caught my attention and I can utilize it in a in a way to to help me instead of hurt me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like one thing about you when I first caught wind of your music, uh -huh. it was like your voice cut through. Uh huh. So like, how long did it take you to really truly develop that voice? Is that something that you always had? Is that just you like you on some like DMX? That's like you know. Yeah. I just wanted to like be myself in, in in records, so it was like like how I talk is how I rap, you know. So I won't have to spend a lot of energy on how I sound, but what I'm saying, you know, how I'm, how I'm saying it would always be something that comes with time and practice, and you know, I just try to come up with some clever things to say and whatever I say I like to pronunciate like I listen to Red Man a lot he pronunciate his words doom I listen to these Deshaun Price like I listen to these guys and, and you know that's why that's that's where I get my my uh, pronunciation from like you know like make sure I say the words clearly thorough crisp you know and then also the beat you know that's what the, the beat tells me a lot you know what I'm saying it tells me how to say something when to say something, it's like I say something like a, a swifter way or a confusing way or an unorthodox way, you know, it, but it's just the beat that speaks to me more overall out of everything. What would you feel is, um, like for somebody who don't know Vic Spencer, right, what would you feel is the record that you can point them to to say like, this is me, 100%? Um, track called Know You by uh, me and MC Tree. It's off my project Vic Tree. Um, that joint and uh, Lust With Pain, and that's off my uh, The Cost of Victory project. Both of those projects dropped this year. And uh, But those, you know, that's the, you can you can start from those songs, you know what I'm saying? Because it's more like me in the flesh. It's like me on the record, you know? And, you know, I get some funny moments in there that kind of lure you into all the other things that I do on the hardcore side. And on the funny side, I try to be, you know, under the comedy act, you know, when I'm spitting. So, you know, that, that'll kind of get you in that moment, but then also it's some feel into it as well. So, but you get more feel from joints like Know You and um, the joint that I just uh, said, what is it, Lust With Pain. Yeah, Lust With Pain, that's a, that's a good joint to check out. But I will start with Know You, that's a, that's a cold joint. The beat, the melody, the vibes, man. You know, shouts to Tree for that record, shouts to DC for the production of Lust With Pain. So, man, probably the most random moment for me with Big Spencer was 
like I was calculating a buddy of mine was getting ready to go to Puerto Rico so he got everybody together to have a little uh -huh. dinner or whatever. Uh -huh. So we out at the restaurant and we started talking about Chicago and, and like, you know, music and, and I just asked the question, I was like, what do y'all rock with from Chicago right now? Uh -huh. And three people was like, it's just, and it just caught me like, that was, I don't know if you remember, but I texted you a little yeah. like, yo, man, like, yeah, I remember that. Well, I was like, yo, like, uh, you brought me there. I was like, you know, okay, maybe they're just talking. So I was like, you know, name the project. It was like naming, you know, the Call to Victory. And, um, oh, that's dope, man. What was the, um, the uh, plane? What's the, what's the joint? Not the last one, the one before that. Oh, uh, like, Rapping Bastard? Or no, no, Ethic, the walkaway music, Big Green Thumbs? Listen to all the projects. It was, it was, um, it's like, I remember the cover because the cover is like orange and vision pipes. Vision pipes, that's it. Vision yeah. Pipes. So they were talking about those projects. And it was uh -huh. just like, it caught me, it caught me so off guard because I just didn't know that you were connecting in Atlanta like that. You know what I mean? Like, you, of course you're connecting with me because I'm, that's my job to look for music, but. When I got like some that's random right. homeboys like pull up your name, it's like okay, yeah, that's good to know. You know what I mean? Dope. It's know? dope, man. Yeah, yeah. Shouts to right. those guys, man. You got yeah, good yeah. friends, man. Yeah. <laughs> so just you know, with moments like that, man, have you ever been in those type of situations where it's just like people you didn't even know, but you listen to the fan of music, and how did that make you react? I'm very humble by that type of stuff, like. Yeah, I be out all the time, like one specifically, you know, I just was Christian shopping with the family and I was in the Walmart and the, and the young kid came to the younger kid, he had to be like 20, 19, like man, you expensive, man, man, I, I, I ain't know if you was looking, I ain't know if you saw me looking at you, I was trying to picture them, if that was you or not, but it is expensive, man, I'm like, yeah, man, thanks, thanks for noticing, man, I appreciate you, man, you know, I just sat down and chopped it up with him, like, He's like, man, I know your cousin, you know, I listen to his music and I see you grooming him and stuff like that, I, you know, and I appreciate stuff like that, man, just sitting down and just uh, chopping it up with some fans that's uh, familiar, whatever, whatever caught them, you know, they like to share that with me and I appreciate that. And then also, I just had a uh, show at uh, Sub T Tuesday and uh, the next day I had traffic court. So, you know, the first, I performed at Sub T, that was my first time in a while, and it was at an open mic. So it was like a lot of other guys, other artists, underground artists there that might not heard of the Spencer or anything, but the, the reception afterward, like, man, they was very receptive, man, after I performed, and um, a lot of people was giving me a lot of love, but then when I went to traffic court, I seen a guy that was there. He knew it was me first. He walked past, he's like, man, you the guy from the show last night. Fix Spencer. Man, you bodied that show, man. And that was like, man, that was, that was, that was dope. I, mean, I was like, man, I appreciate your ears, bro, man. And it's early in the morning right now, man. So I appreciate that, man, for real. Just to, you know, just to have those moments and speak with fans. And, and you know, I know a lot of other guys that's my that's my friends, and they're like huge fans of mine, and they always calling me about records, and they always calling me about what I meant by certain things, and like seeing a guy with a, with my face on a t-shirt at a show, it's it's crazy. It's like you know, I appreciate those moments. That's what makes me go hard. I do it for those kind of people, man. That that want to see a difference and a change in the game. So. I always gonna want to build in with my with my core fans and people that know the music and 
You know, I talked to people, man, somebody stopped me about the uh, the Vic Spencer, Mick Jenkins disc. Like, they didn't even know who I was. Like, man, yo, you the guy that the Mick Jenkins, man, you know, you got Mick Jenkins to talk about you. I'm like, yeah, man. You know, well, that's what's up, though. But I appreciate all the angles because that lets me know that people are paying attention. And it also lets me know that, you know, my, you know, my, my, ver my voice is, is getting heard. And it's just in the streets. And that's where I'm from anyway, the streets, man. I don't need to be in that uh, superficial world. It's the streets talking, so I like that. Yo, man, speaking of Mick Jenkins, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. When that, when that situation happened, I was torn, man, because I'm literally Fred's fans of Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, like, being... This is old iPhone right here. Christmas time, everything sound good, no, man. No, no. For some reason. It's that, it's that feeling, yeah, man. the energy, man. I'm <laughs> 
spoken person like on social media I'm a you know I'm always gonna speak my mind and I had uh, made a reference about a, uh, a club where a lot of so-called cool people go and um, made a statement I said uh, the name of the place was East Room I said East Room equals all the old groupies and 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 dudes that stare at other dudes sneakers and uh, Euphoria people came at me, man. Like, like all types of people. But, but when he said something, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I know I wasn't talking about no rappers. I wasn't talking about nobody. It was a general statement. You know what I'm saying? So people that took it some kind of way must have, you know, participated in what I said in the tweet. So, you know, when he said what he said, he said Vic Spencer always cheddar bob himself. That mean I'm always killing myself because you know, in, in eight mile cheddar bob shot himself. You know, uh, and I and and that rubbed me the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? And I went straight to the music. Like man, I will destroy you musically, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to go that route with me. And you know, I was like, man, you know what? Enough is enough. I seen him on Twitter talking about. I can't pack no shows, and I can't, uh, I don't have no fans, and this and that, and he started spitting some bars on Twitter, like, trying to have a twit battle, and I was like, I'm not having that, I'm going to the studio, and and people were following the whole story, so they, the producers started sending me beats, and <laughs> it was crazy, I was already planning to go, so I went to the studio that Saturday, and put the record out that Monday. Like, I wasn't playing no games, man, you know? And, you know, I just wanted to prove that he's not, he's not, uh, he's not in that realm of MC work with me. Like, I, I come from the ground up. Like, nobody gave me a handout. I didn't have to sell my, ma I didn't have to sign away my masters to get where I'm at. I didn't have to do nothing to get where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I just worked from the ground up. And I just seen there was like, it was like cyberbullying, you know what I'm saying? He's a verified account, he's this signed artist, and he's coming down to bark at somebody that the whole Chicago thinks is cool to hate. It's cool to hate Vic Spencer, so, you know, and where we at right now, you know, he put out his diss record. I really wasn't feeling the diss record. I thought I was going to get ate up, man. I'm not going to lie, man. You know, I thought I was going to get that work, but I didn't. And I'm still alive. I put out another one, and I was waiting for him to respond because I got another one. Like I wasn't playing with this guy. So when I seen that he was bagging down, I found I found I fell away from it. But everybody else made it a big deal. It wasn't about no beef or or anything. I just said, man, he wasn't messing with me on the on the rap side. He wasn't he wasn't killing me on no rap. I don't care who else think who we think he better than. He ain't better than me. That's my personal opinion or a take on it, you know what I'm saying, so I'm like, man, I'm not even listening to no guy that's telling people to drink water, I'm not even concerned, like, you know what I'm saying, I drink Kool-Aid, <laughs> right up, that's how I was walking around with it, so, 
everybody else got it all bottled up and thinking it's something that is not I don't want to fight the man I don't want to meet the man I don't want to see the man like really I don't like it's, it's just that simple because I feel like when people jump down on somebody on Twitter uh, based off something that didn't have nothing to do with them it just a flag that they not uh, a real individual and somebody asked me you know because Chicago small world and I know all of his producer friends I know all of the people that's like sonically behind him and you know we still cool you know I had to call make a few calls to people and say like man this little beef thing or whatever y'all want to call it it's you know it's strictly music and I, I and ain't no shade to y'all y'all still my peoples man I just feel like he had to get that work man you know he out of place you know and I can't even say no names but Mars on his in his camp saying I I bodied him man so it's like you know I don't need that I ain't do it for that but I just wanted him to know that he ain't messing with me in the rap in the rap game and and I'm gonna get to the last question you said where we at right now you know where I'm at with it is. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to the man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like if the man, if the man can be honest with me, and I'm gonna ask him one question: Why did he even say any? Why did he even say my name for? Why? You know what I'm saying? I've never had a conversation with you. I've never talked to you. I never talked about you or anything to nobody. Why did you say something? And if he can't say because everybody else jumped down your throat about stuff, everybody else. Yeah, everybody else think it's cool to do so and he and if he does that then I consider him a real dude but if he doesn't do that which I think he's not then he just he's just a faking fraud you know what I'm saying so it's just as simple as that man I, I mean I ain't, ain't no love I, I don't listen to his music so I don't know nothing about none of his songs nothing about none of his endeavors anything in that bitch record is off off ignorance on purpose like, I don't know what the concept of the water thing is. Like, I don't. But people looked at that like, man, you literally taking the ignorant route and flooding it, like, to the point where you have to be convinced that he's talking about water. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, like, he's selling $5 bottle water. You know what I'm saying? And it's people in Africa that's dying for water. Like, you know what I'm saying? You claim you made all this money. Why haven't you been a good... Uh, a good sponsor to the world, you know what I'm saying? You got this whole water concept, and free and live free and whatever, you know what I'm saying? But what have you done as a on the society level to, uh, to to benefit your concept? You know what I'm saying? Like for people like me, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I see why he got this water thing going on because he over here making it happen with Africa and you know these kids drinking mud water and he's sitting here selling five dollar bottle water I, I ain't fond of that I ain't fond of it he ain't helping out not one bit that water probably sold out you bought some of the water oh okay but yeah you know the water probably sold out dog <laughs> like what did you do like and that's and that's just sad that's a, to any artist like what do you do you claim you did you're doing all of this you you at rappers heads but what have you done for the society. What have you done for Chicago? What have you done? Like, you know, like, is it, like he's not a, a chance to rapper, like chance to rapper is everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So, what have you done? Like, that's be my main thing with rappers, man. You ain't do nothing, man. Ain't no need for me to listen to you like that. You know what I'm saying? And just a uh, final question, man. How can the people um, connect with you if they want your music? What's the best way for people to get to know music? 
They can go to soundcloud.com backslash Vic Spencer, uh, vicspencer.bandcamp.com, uh, rappingbastard.com, or you can just Google Vic Spencer, man. I, I'm, I'm quite sure I got the first 50 pages easy. You know, I'm out here working, and you know, just look, you, you, you just mail my name. I mean, I'm, don't get me confused with Vic Mensa too. <laughs> Because I know people probably like, I thought it was Vic Mensa. That's what a lot of people gripe was. I thought it was Vic Mensa, this and Mick Jenkins. It's too much Vicks. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm different from everybody that got similar similar uh, names to mine. And I can't hate on nobody because everybody's name is their government name. Vic Mensa, that's his government name. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't. It's, it is what it is. So just make sure you Vic Spencer. More letters in Mensa, you know what I'm saying? Just, just look up Vic Spencer, man. <laughs> You'll be surprised. So yeah, that was that was the um, the podcast with Vic Spencer. Like I said, two thousand that was recorded in 2015. So uh, to have that as a throwback that was never released, uh, I, I felt like hey, it was important. So really, this is a, really a throwback Thursday. Um, but hopefully, you guys enjoyed the episode. Hit up Vic, let him you know show him some love, man. He got projects out all the time. He's always releasing new music, and he's a dope artist out of Chicago. Uh, somebody that we we definitely need to get down here in Atlanta, and I got to work on making that happen. But Shout out to Vic again. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Once again, if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a text or a voicemail at 404-900-2876. Also, um, hey, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, all of your support up thus far has, has been greatly appreciated. So uh, that you guys doing that one little uh, treat for us will re- really help us in the stratosphere of podcast. So thank you again, once again, for listening. And as always, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream and work until that dream becomes reality. I'm last name. Good. I just straight out the damn podcast. See you guys next week.